Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you heard all the rave about the new Quick Grill located inside the Be Quick Chevron on Veterans Boulevard? Come visit Be Quick Chevron along with Quick Grill, Be Quick Food Marts, your locally owned hometown convenience store, wherever you are. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And of course, you can always find us too on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And if you want to see what happens in the studio, you can watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. But if you want to stay connected with good things throughout the day, even when we're not on the air, you can do that over on the Good Things Facebook group. We've got a growing family there. We always uh, take pride in posting the most positive stories of our state and its people there from wherever we can find it on the interwebs. But then also spear up some fun conversations, sometimes just to take a little load off of whatever else may be ailing you today. And so today we're talking about, or filling in the blank, I guess you should say, of what tastes like summer, because it is upon us. It is hot. It is humid. We've started to get those awkward Mississippi summer showers that just pop in and out and leave you steamy. And just takes away all trust you had in your weatherman. Absolutely. And a little bit of the steam that comes up and sticky and sort of all the things. But with that, ushers in a new season of taste and flavors and foods and beverages and drinks that we all tend to enjoy during the hottest months. Not saying you don't eat some of these same things all year long, thanks to the fact of greenhouses and just the availability of things. But what you traditionally wait for or think about or increase just in the summer. One of my favorite came from Tyler. He said, honeysuckle tastes like summer. And I feel like that is kind of a rite of passage here in Mississippi. At some point in your lifetime, if you've lived enough summers as a kid, being able to be a little, I guess, latchkey, you found honeysuckle growing on a vine or out in the pasture or on a fence somewhere in a backyard or it was brought to you. And you remember the first time someone convinced you that you could get something out of it. Even if you don't remember exactly ever getting the chance to taste it it's like you know that smell that honeysuckle smell and then you know that it only comes out during summertime did you have a honeysuckle plant or bush or vine or whatever you call it near your home uh no not that i remember well there was one in the backyard but it was behind brambles and thorns and blackberry bushes and stuff so that wasn't the one we we picked from it was the one at the elementary school that seemed to run along the fence and there was always kids going out there and grabbing it you know i need to figure out if our friends in laurel who have the um who make the candles right here in mississippi they're the the name of the shop is um 
escaping me, but we know our friends from hometown who own that one there in downtown Laurel. I wonder if they have a honeysuckle fragrance because I feel like that's gotta. A, they got it. Like, you know, you think about vanilla and some of these other sort of fragrances that just take over. I'm like, why hadn't honeysuckle had a good PR team? Someone needs to put because I can't think of anyone who doesn't enjoy the light, fresh, airy fragrance that that is honeysuckle. The taste, not so much. I mean, it really does kind of taste like perfume just a little bit. Um, so it's not something I'd want like an ice cream or anything. I think you get the opportunity to taste it as a kid or you revisit that nostalgia as an adult, but it's not something you're just going after. But the smell, the smell is very much, um, very much Southern. Many are saying, Becky uh, says, well, watermelon, as well as on the C Spire text line, we've got a watermelon coming in, specifically Smith County watermelon, or at least a Mississippi-grown watermelon. I feel like most of us in Mississippi, when you walk into your grocery store and you've got watermelon on the brain, you look for it, and like I went into one yesterday. It said Texas. I, I literally thought, uh, uh, uh-uh. like. <laughs> I still maintain uh-uh. that the best watermelon is what I call the accidental watermelon. Please, please where explain. You've, where you've had a summer tradition of being outside at the picnic table or by the pool or just out in the yard on a blanket, and you've got watermelon, mm-hmm. and you. Sp- Spit the seeds off into the corner of your yard. And then, out of nowhere, as if by magic, the next year you're out there with a watermelon and, wait, there's more watermelon. Is there anything, it's the accidental watermelon. Is there anything also more Mississippi than summer than having a watermelon seed spitting contest? Can you really get out of your, well, I say adult years too, but out of your uh, youth and not having at least attempted it or tried it? And it's something... It's one of the, you usually do it either off a balcony or off of a um, back porch or something. And there's really no way to tell who won. Like, I don't think anybody's doing it with fair rules. You kind of judge by who hawks back and then whatever forwards the most. Nobody's out there actually looking to see whose seed. Who went can the make furthest. it past the the swing set first? You right. know the swing set that never actually got anchored, that came off the ground when you swung too high. And then, and then if you actually do, that's very interesting. I need to know who holds the longest. It's a very seat. competitive family. If you got to bring out the measuring tape, <laughs> I was like the measuring tape, contest. but then also you would need some sort of like white sheet or blanket to be able to find it. No, that's It'd when you give the little thing. orange flags to the youngest in the family. All right, you go out there and mark them you when they <laughs> land. <laughs> oh, okay. Clint says dewberries. Help me with a dewberry. I don't know what a dewberry is. I know what a blueberry is. I know what a blackberry is. A strawberry. I know what a mulberry is now, thanks to good things and all our great listeners. But a dewberry, um, musky dime, I know what that is as well, but I can't think which they're not in the season during the summer. Okay, dewberry, I guess, is, yeah, it's the close sibling to the blackberry. Okay. So, okay. So it's a lot like a blackberry? Looks like a lot like a blackberry. I feel like, too, you got really lucky. Those don't just, some of you may intentionally have planted blackberries, but some of you, got them magically just within your childhood because there was a blackberry bush or blackberries sort of scattered throughout your landscape or whatever and or wild blackberries is what I'm saying and you can go out there and sort of pick them from what I know they don't necessarily grow in abundance like say a um, healthy blueberry tree or bush can 
but there's enough for like a family to enjoy over a season, unless you obviously have been intentional about planting them or having them on your property. That's different. But sort of the wild kind of sporadic ones, if you've got them, then you remember them and you definitely enjoy those as well. I know there's one I'm missing. Everybody is saying it. What what more than anything tastes like summer? A BLT. Why is it we don't eat those throughout the year? You may. I get it. You can. Because the maters are better in the summertime. Because maters are better in the summertime. They really are. That first mater that comes off of your vine or the, the lady at the church who has too many and then brings them to you. Again, it's the same thing. You walk into the grocery store and you may buy them. No shame in that, right? But you're looking and there is something about it. It doesn't taste the same. No, not at all. And I grew up with a distaste for tomatoes in the sense of like a tomato on a BLT or a tomato sandwich. I didn't mind pizza sauce or spaghetti sauce or tomatoes cooked down. I just, I didn't care for tomatoes raw. But as I grew a little bit older and I had my first experience where somebody brought me personally, Mm -hmm. I was in college, brought me some tomatoes and I was kind of broke, wanted to make a sandwich. Figured I might as well make a tomato sandwich. And they were still warm from being out in the car. And as I sliced into it, I put a warm tomato slice on pieces of bread with mayo. And it was amazing. Hey. And I haven't turned back since. And all God's people said, amen. You just are missing a little bacon in there. Which, you wonder who started the BLT. I'm sure there's some historic probably reference to it. But if you think about it, it was probably was something similar Kind of, you know, putting the pieces together that you have. But whatever happened, it's perfect. It's like the creaminess from the mayonnaise meeting the acidity of the tomato with the crunch and saltiness that's coming from the from the bacon. And then it's bacon, right? <laughs> and then, I don't know, just the, the the bite that you get into a piece of white bread. Because I, will, I have had BLTs on all kinds of bread, and we can have that debate. But there is something about just the classic white bread whatever that is for you you know bunny sunbeam whatever it may be but white bread good old blue plate tomato bacon that's it oh you could throw a piece of i guess i haven't gotten to the age yet where i have a specific brand of bread i buy i still just buy whichever one's on sale that week oh you just opened up a big can of worms particularly particularly in the white bread category if i come in the house with anything but bunny bread there has to be a reason why either they were out or they were all smushed or i got a better deal which is really not worth bringing it home either because but it's the but it's the the bunny bread in our house is the white bread of choice for me i buy all the whole grain healthier stuff and so you know i'm not looking at name brands as much as I'm looking at nutrition information, but my family doesn't care anything else about that. They just want their bunny bread. But we've got more for you coming up next. your afternoon just a little brighter it's good things with rebecca turner on super talk mississippi 
good things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can also stream us too from our Supertalk Mississippi app. We hope you know the best way to find us every day too is on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Over on the Good Things Facebook group, we're having a heated debate. No, the only thing heated about it is the temperature outside because it is summer. And we're talking about all our favorite summer foods or things that just taste like summer. Those beverages, foods, or meals that you wait till summer to actually indulge in and enjoy or you enjoy more like ice cream i think many of us would say if you are an ice cream connoisseur you're eating it all months of the year it's not that you're only waiting for it in summertime but homemade ice cream particularly is one of those things that usually we wait until may june july august to enjoy kind of between the two holidays memorial day labor day squish it into there and something just about homemade ice cream churning on the back porch or at the family reunion or wherever it may be the campsite that sound just hovering over the conversation outside yes you know what's happening constantly if you come home and there's rock salt sitting out somewhere you're like i know what's going down and the ice cream maker that sort of gets put you know passed down from generation to generation and you have the ones who always make the homemade vanilla and then you have the ones who go rogue, like my mom, and will do the Butterfinger homemade ice cream that now everyone is stuck in this conundrum of which one do you choose? You get both. That's the answer to it. And there's no other ice cream in the deep freeze at any store that has the same taste, consistency, flavor, experience as fresh out of the Wichimandigal. I would argue the only thing better than, and this is not a summer thing, the only thing better than homemade ice cream is homemade snow cream. Well, that's a different season. Yeah, but that's a different season. If we start being able to have both those in the same week, we are really run into some... <laughs> and I took a little bit of a different angle on the what tastes like summer. I thought of, what is that one thing that it doesn't matter when I eat it in the year, it ah. takes me to a summer memory, mm-hmm. and it's a concession stand hamburger. Ah, they all have a very similar flavor profile. The bun's always just a little soggy, but that taste will take you right back to the ball fields in the heat of August. That is true. That is true. You get that and then some nachos, which you know now, and I am so, like if you are over concessions, listen up. Um, when I order nachos, I want the old plastic little tinny thingy. It's not really tin, I guess. It's plastic. And I want the nacho cheese in there, and then I want the chips already out of a bag into it. I want to see your hand go and grab a bag like of the stale but yet fresh chips, put them in it, fill it up with the pump of the faux cheese, oh, yeah. and then give me a drizzle over it. At the very least. I mean, if you got the ladle cheese, you can, you can really give me a bunch, but I... Yeah, give me a few pumps because I'm going to need those soggy ones at the very bottom that's come out. It's like you still have the integrity of the chip at the top, but it kind of flims at the bottom. And then for me, jalapenos, but I know that's not for everybody. Nowadays, they'll give you. Oh, yeah. You get the cheese in a cup cup with a lid on it and and a bag bag of chips. chips. And then sometimes they'll still give you the little container to go make it yourself. And I'm like, that ain't nachos. That ain't nachos. That's not what I wanted. It's not, it doesn't hit the same. It doesn't taste the same. Sure, it may be better for 
your bottom line and then my health and <laughs> for the I don't see how because it. they got to buy all those little bags of chips. Whereas in the back, in the old days, you had a, a gigantic bag of nachos that had been there for probably four years. You were still eating out of. <laughs> Watch the lady or the man who is giving of their time because that is what all concessions is is a fundraising opportunity for something else that's probably not going on on the field. I guess some they may be a little more high profile now. And she's got the same plastic glove that goes into the chip bag and then rings you up and then grabs your drink and the you know sort of the whole nine but you don't care because you're at a ball field and it's part of the entire experience and your immune system is better <laughs> is better for it because when you say concessions what takes me back is that's the only place that i would buy um the sour straws like i wouldn't get them anywhere else now you can get them everywhere but it was like the candy that came out of the concessions. The concession staff. stands still may be the only place you can get the yard-long pixie stick. Except for maybe the fair. Yeah. Or But that's where they should be, fair, carnivals, that kind of thing. And then said said sort of concession stands. We have Chris in Diaperville says, a, a Vizzy Orange Cream Pop Hard Seltzer. I would throw, if you're going to th- go that way with like what tastes like summer, which is what we're answering today on good things throw margaritas in there yes you drink margarita if you're a fan of margaritas they're mexican there's no reason only you know drink them in the summertime but margaritas pina coladas daiquiris those type of things lend better to the atmosphere of by a pool next to the ocean sand in your toes well with any frozen beverage whether it's adult or not you're going to have a better time drinking it in the summertime, especially if you're outdoors, because it's going to melt enough to actually go through the straw. If you're trying to drink a daiquiri in December, you're going to have to be a lot more patient, because you're going to get all the liquid out, and then you got to wait. And it's got to melt for you to be able to drink anymore. I'm not saying that margaritas are an ice storm don't taste good. I mean, you know, <laughs> they just hit different when you have the of the sun from the you know from the day by the pool or or if you can smell the ocean or whatever it may be they just they they go down a little bit a little bit easier keith and meridian said i just planted my sixth generation of jubilee watermelons absolutely wonderful i think that's so cool when you are that domestic enough and i don't know if domestic's the right word but you save all your seeds and they continue to provide you with next year's i mean that's that's how we all survive that's how we got here that's how farming and industry it's all the magic it. of plants my grandparents did that my grandparents would have their favorite seeds and and you know and then seed them and do the whole thing and um i think that's that's absolutely wonderful jeff and oxford said peaches from cherry creek in Pontotoc county peaches Those peaches might be a little bit more valuable, Jeff, because I saw in a headline where Georgia lost 90% of their peach production. So peaches are going to be a little high this summer. What happened? Do we not? Uh, They had a warm winter and then a late freeze, and it really hurt the peaches in Georgia. Hmm. Do we not grow peaches very well in Mississippi? We do, but it's not nearly as prolific as our state to the east. That's okay. We can share. We've got watermelons blueberries obviously sweet potatoes sweet potatoes not a fruit but still it's not, sweet it's sweet yes and they're delicious in summertime you just think of them more in the fall salting cracker sliced tomato dollop of mayo i've never made a tomato cracker before i'm not 
hating on it. I just never, I guess I never thought about it. Tom and Carson said, try a tomato sandwich with a big, thick slice of sharp cheddar. Yes, absolutely. I'm all about adding cheese to a BLT. Yeah, but it needs to be. So everything else about a BLT is kind of like not, I guess, artisan, if that's the word. It's the opposite of frou-frou. It's the opposite of frou-frou, except I would want. Some fruit fruit cheese. Some fruit fruit cheese. Well, like not the smoked gouda. No, well, yes, I'll take gouda on anything. Like the cracker parrot, and that's so see, It's not fruit fruit, but the the kind you slice that can sort of like hold up to everything else that's going on that have that yeah, that real bitter. I wouldn't want. Okay, I wouldn't want like, the, the flavor. You don't want the flavor cheese. to get lost in it. I don't want the flimsy cheese. I want like the real slice of like cheese, or even not on my sandwich, the kind you have. You know, you slice off the block. You would eat your sandwich and then have like a bite of cheese with it like that comes to the side that's the kind i would very specific very specific here um but there's nothing worse than homemade ice cream that freezes so hard yeah and even if you try with the homemade ice cream putting it in the deep freeze to eat it later it's still edible nobody's mad at it but it's not the same as as sort of the perfectly fresh dan in hattiesburg on the ceasefire text line brings up something that i'm going to add a wrinkle to Mm-hmm. Dan Hattiesburg says the big dill pickle from the glass jar. That is a very summer taste. You can make it more summery. A cool lickle. A cool lickle. A cool lickle. You are. You have your Mississippi card. Lifetime membership. If you know what a cool lickle is. If you've ever sat on metal bleachers watching a softball game eating a blue pickle that tastes like blue raspberry and pickle all in one. And you thought that was the most amazing thing that had ever happened. Yes, on this side of the of the Mississippi. A fresh loaf of bunny plantation, absolutely the best for major sandwiches. And I saw somebody else say sunbeam. So I knew you folks take your white bread seriously. My only rule for sandwich bread, and I, this is a rule I only have for bread, because store brand stuff is usually all right, especially if you go to like Walmart. The store brand stuff's made by the same big companies on the same shelf. But there's something about paying that extra quarter 50 cents to go above the store brand loaf bread just just don't get the bottom shelf loaf bread go the next step up you'll you'll appreciate it but uh, again i don't have a preference besides just don't want the store brand worse than stale white bread for a sandwich i mean there's plenty things worse we're talking about very first world here (laughs) it just kills the whole mood you gotta have fresh fresh bread for your blt stick with us we got a great event for you coming up next Mississippi. Becca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome 
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget you can watch us on your computer, your mobile device. You can also watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices, or even on YouTube. You can also catch Good Things live on C Spire TV if you've got that. We are on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel. But if you want to catch the Mississippi Songwriters Festival, you're going to have to head to Cleveland, Mississippi, June 16th through the 17th. Joining us to tell us a little bit more is Miss Trisha Walker. Hey, Trisha. Hey, Rebecca, how are you? I'm doing well. Now, before we get to June 16th and 17th, I want to take you back in time to June 3rd, because I saw all these people <laughs> posting about a dusty day on June 3rd and the Delta or whatever. I'm getting it wrong. And I thought, what am I missing? What cultural movie something reference does that connect to? So, so what is the significance of June 3rd and the Delta? Oh, my gosh. Well, it's the opening line of one of the greatest songs ever written by... <laughs> Delta Girl Bobby Gentry. It's the opening line of her fantastic song Ode to Billy Joe. So I am missing something huge. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you weren't the only one posting about it. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to do my research. I'll just wait until Trisha comes back on and I will ask her. So there you go. Well, I love that. I love that so many people were sharing about that on on June 3rd. Absolutely. I think this I think Greenwood actually has started a little third of June festival now. Well, you know what? That's why you tune into Good Things, so you learn this great information uh, (laughs) that you should know about your own state. So, okay, pretty cool. All right, let's get to what you've got coming up on June 16th and 17th, and that is the Mississippi Songwriters Festival. Man, this is what, year six? No, wait, year 23 maybe? No, what year? 13. Math is hard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a a little clarification there. There's a parent festival. The actual Mississippi Songwriters Festival is held on the Mississippi Gulf Coast in September, and this is their 13th year. But what we've what we're doing, we're going to partner with them, and we're going to become their first satellite festival based on the different tourism regions of Mississippi. So this is the Mississippi Songwriters Festival Delta region. This will be the first time we do the little satellite festival here in the Delta. Well, that must mean that folks are interested in the idea of songwriting for there to be an opportunity, not only for it to be going on for over a decade, but now branching out to the different regions. What was the thought process behind the the different regions and being able to provide something different for songwriters? Well, you know, songwriters, and you know, that's that's who I most strongly identify as as a songwriter. And you know, most of our work is done in solitude or with one or two other people. So it's important to build that community. And the folks on the coast have done such a great job. Um, their their festival and their organization, they've been doing it so long. They do educational outreach. They bring in professional writers from Nashville. And um, they're, just, they're just doing it so well. And I've been working with the local musicians up here in the Delta for our Deep Roots project. And a lot of those folks are songwriters. But they don't get a chance very often to to meet with other songwriters, even on a local basis, and just talk shop and share lyrics and, you know, how can I get this out there? How do you get on streaming services? And so we, we want to try to have that kind of community building around this festival. And if it works well here, then I believe that the, the larger the parent festival, we'll try to replicate that in the other areas that Mississippi um, MDA, Visit Mississippi, designate as those 
uh, tourist areas, the hills, the pines, the Capital River region, the Delta, and, of course, they've already done it on the coast. You know, you think about it, the different regions in culinary terms or even in art, other art forms, painting, sculpture, that kind of stuff. There's very st- significant styles of all of that per the region. I never really stopped to think about it in terms of music, but I would assume that the, you know, sort of the cultural influences of the music would also be different in all the different regions as well. Yeah, they certainly could be, and that'll be that'll be interesting. That's a that's an interesting uh, thing to consider as we listen to the songwriters. You know, what's different about a songwriter festival as opposed to a, a other music festival is this is very very stripped down, bare bones. These are going to be the people who wrote the songs performing their own songs. So usually that's just with a guitar or a keyboard. There's not a lot of production. There's not the final recording that you hear. This is. This is the song in its in its purest essence when the writer gets to perform their own song and see how an audience reacts to it. You know, it's based on that Bluebird Cafe uh, intimate listening room in Nashville where you really go to try out your songs without a lot of trappings and see how the audience reacts to them. So how do people get involved? I know it's two days, 16, the 16th and the 17th that's coming up. Is it something we need tickets for? Is it more like you're bringing your music? How is this going to work, Tricia? Right, right. Well, it's free and open to the public. Now, we've already curated our lineups, so we'll have 20, about 25 local or regional. When I, there'll be a few folks outside of the Delta that are going to come in. And then we have three professional writers coming down from Nashville. And the way it works, on Friday night, I believe we start at 6 p.m., there'll be four writers to a group, and they'll play about 45 or 50 minutes. And then we'll tra- change out and do another four writers and another four writers uh, until about 10 o'clock that night. Then the same thing on Saturday. We'll start about 6 o'clock, four writers doing about 45 minutes of their original material. And just kind of, it's almost like, um, you know, being in your living room, listening to people just kind of pass the guitar around open to the public. We really hope the public will come and support these songwriters. You know, the songwriters sort of, they sort of toil away in obscurity in dark rooms and in front of computer screens to to really get into what their heart and soul wants to say. And, and you know, I, you, you've heard my sermon before. If it, if it weren't for songwriters and songs, there'd be no music business. Nothing happens until a songwriter picks up a pen or a computer or whatever and writes that song. No, Nobody gets famous. There's no tours. There's no tour buses. There's no videos. You've got to have a song. And so we're really trying to celebrate songwriters. And I think to encourage those that enjoy music or the music business that you don't have to be the lead person. If you, if you feel like you don't have that or the... Um, I guess the being able to do the instruments either, if you still, you can still be a songwriter is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. You know, in my time in Nashville, I knew some of the uh, most tremendously successful songwriters who really, they were not great singers. They really couldn't play an instrument very well, but they had the gift and understood the craft of how to put words and music together to make that story that was compelling and that just touched everybody in the heart. And that's a that's a unique skill. That's a unique skill. And how cool, too, to come out and support something and maybe hear a new hit song first and to hear it in a different light or a different way. I think that's that's the beauty of it. You're These are things you're not going to hear on the radio. It's going to be completely new and fresh. That is absolutely right, and that's one of the that's one of the most amazing moments too. Again, uh, the audience that comes to this, they may hear songs that a writer may have just written yesterday or that day, and they're just kind of trying them out to see. But you're right; these are songs that you may never hear on the radio, 
they're worth hearing on the radio, but just because of the way the business is, you may or may not ever hear them. But to hear them in this intimate setting, you know, a real listening room environment is what we're trying to cultivate for this festival. So how do we, again, where do we go to get the rundown or sort of set up our agenda for, for coming out and supporting this? You bet. You bet. There's a there's a web page that's linked off of the main festival page. So if you go to MSSongwritersFestival.com and then forward slash, there's a drop-down page on there for the Delta region, and it's got our schedule. We'll be offering two workshops, which are open to the public. One is on crafting better lyrics, and one is on how to license your music these days with all the streaming services and all and that that's available online on that web page mssongwritersfestival.com and then look for the drop down menu for delta region all right trisha i can't have you on when we're talking about what tastes like summer and not ask you from the delta what what is it up there in that region that tastes like summer to you oh i'm waiting for the watermelon crop to come in there you go do you put salt (laughs) on your watermelon I do not. I'm not a salt watermelon person. But on tomatoes, now tomatoes is the other thing. If I could have tomatoes and watermelon all summer, that's all I need. That's all you need. You need a little vitamin C. You got all your food groups there with your BLTs and your watermelon. I mean, I give it two thumbs up. I think it's great. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate your time, Tricia. And folks to get out and go support the Mississippi Songwriters Festival Delta region and look forward to having you back. Thanks so much, Rebecca. Appreciate it. All righty. There you go. What cool opportunity to get out and support. You never know. You could say, I heard it when, or then just to be experiencing something uh, cool and unique. I think that's also something very summer in Mississippi is all these opportunities to get out and support music and the arts and unique sort of ways. I think almost every community in our area has some form of outdoor um, concert going on at some point this summer to be able to take a blank or to be able just to go out and hear an artist giving you their their all, right? Like how, to me, it would be terrifying to have written the song and then get up and try to sing it to an audience for for the first time. I can't think of anything else more um, nerve-wracking, right? Because not only are you having to sing, because that's scary enough, but now you're sharing your your words that you hope people, hope people like. Have you ever written a song, Rhino? Oh, yeah. No, never done it. I don't think I've made a rhyme, but on accident <laughs> a few times. But I don't know if I've ever. I don't know. Never written a song. Not 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 in my um, resume for sure. But stick with us. We got more for you. Up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Hold my head. Ooh, baby, it's a long way down to the Good things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. You can always find us too on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can catch good things in podcast form 
wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also get our Super Talk Mississippi news. Our team is covering your Mississippi stories. You can stay up to date by signing up for the free weekly newsletter over at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. And I can't let the day go by without congratulating our Golden Eagles for making it to the Super Regionals, which will be hosted in Hattiesburg. If you hadn't heard that by now, get out from under your rock and get excited for what's going to happen this weekend. I know they'll have much more for you coming up uh, next there on Sports Talk. But all I'm saying is my prediction still alive for those who have been following it alone. So they're they're right on schedule. Again, I will be buying a lottery ticket <laughs> if this actually comes to fruition. Um, but no, and all jokes aside, though, it's their hard work. It's an amazing story, and we're just enjoying it as long as it as long as it lasts. So keep up the good work, guys, and be resting. Maybe having you a little summer treats, which is what we're talking about over on the Good Things Facebook group. One of the other stories there that I don't want you to miss, if you scroll down just a little bit, there's a Mississippi resident who is turning 101 years old, and his family is looking for him to get 101 birthday cards and so if you want to help Uncle Snook is what they call him he is turning 101 on June the 14th and they have provided a um, address in Holly Springs for you to be able to drop a card if you want to be a part of helping um, Uncle Snook get his 101 birthday cards for his 101st birthday which I think is is pretty cool. I think that this is always fun to me to get the kids involved. Kids love making birthday cards and they don't need to know who Uncle Snook is other than he's made it 101 years old and they can draw him something sweet and fun and you put it in the envelope and then you send it on the way so you can go down and do that if you would like to to add to the excitement man live 101 years old and it gets summertime you can eat whatever the heck you want to all the cobbler all the ice cream all the watermelon all the things you are allowed to have all the things we've talked about a lot of like sweet airy light fresh things rhino but when you think other than the blt that's an argument to be made but when you think of like heavier meals that is quintessential summer what's coming to mind for you would it be not heavier but definitely savory i think of roasted ears of corn yes corn is one of the more popular foods uh during the summertime and it's like you because it's well one it's growing People have it in their have it in their gardens, but two, it's versatile on where you can cook it. It's one oh, of. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of vegetables that you hold can up microwave to the grill. it. You can boil it. You can, the best is grilling, but yeah, you know. right. And it sort of grills up easy. It doesn't fall apart. It's sort of hard to to um, I guess mess up. But do burgers hit different in the summertime? Oh yeah, I mean because not saying people don't grill out in the wintertime, but it seems like summertime is when you really get the grill going. And there is a, a difference in the flavor profile and a little bit of the texture between a flame-grilled burger versus one that you made in the skillet inside. Ribs, potato salad, baked beans. Need you say more? You eat ribs in the winter, they just don't taste the same as when you're having them as a, at a barbecue. I'll give you two that often show up at the same place brought by different people, but it usually happens in the summertime. Fried catfish and spaghetti. Oh, yeah. You have not been to a barbecue unless on the spread there was a big old thing of fried catfish and a big, big old, old thing, thing of spaghetti. spaghetti. I will have to say potato salad does not float my boat in the wintertime. 
it's not something I'm looking forward to. Potato salad is one of those things that I'm going to need that between April and August. Anything past that is just starting to get weird. I mean, I know our weather really runs hot later than that, but I feel like potato salad is one of those very much summer sort of side dishes for sure. Oh, yeah. And seafood, too, which I know you can have seafood all year long. Shrimp, particularly. It's odd to eat a shrimp cocktail in the middle of the winter. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm just saying it just feels like light, airy sort of shrimp would be better. Is better. It's probably in season. I just don't know the season. In the summer. <laughs> Which nobody has really said crawfish, but really crawfish starts kind of earlier. A little bit, it's yeah. It's like kind of a spring, springier food, and it's starting to kind of whittle down. It's petering out by this point. By this year. point. Before I mean, there are diehards that'll eat it year-round. I just... I'm, I'm not one of those. No, there's some things that should just be saved and savored in their particular season. You appreciate it more. You definitely appreciate it more. I appreciate all of you. It's a great conversation, and it never ends over on the Good Things Facebook group, so we would love to have you there. But you do got the boys coming up next with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. I bet they're going to be talking some baseball in Mississippi. Uh, but Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. See, I can see good things Mississippi Media Production.